welcome back to Coffee and Cannabis. It's the show where I interview professionals, researchers, and thought leaders in the cannabis space to help bring you deeper insight into who these individuals are and how they're shaping the cannabis industry. In this episode, I have the pleasure of interviewing Jordan Wagman. Jordan is a best-selling author, James Beard-nominated chef, and host of his own podcast called In the Weeds. In the episode, Jordan opens up about his lifelong battle with psoriasis and what dermatology and cannabis have in common. Spoiler, it's trial and error. <laughs> we also talk about how his life changed when he removed wheat, dairy, and refined sugar in his diet, and how ridiculous it is that there's a lack of healthy cannabis edibles on the market. We also chat about how to set up a cannabis dinner party for success and the importance of making sure your infused dishes are homogenous. Well, uh, I, I want to thank you again for, for coming on, Jordan. So pleased to have you, and I'm looking forward to chatting with you. My pleasure. Me too. <laughs> Always fun. Yeah. Always fun. Uh, how, are, how are things going for you anyway? I know some people love this stay-at-home pandemic lifestyle. How are things treating you? You know, love is a strong word, for sure. <laughs> sure. Um, I never shy away from staying home, but, mm. you know, I, I've, I've gotten on... on autoimmune disease so you know right. for me having you know being compromised or immune compromised means that i've kept mm. my distance from people for the last you know mm. 15 months or whatever it is and right. well it's not 15 yet i guess it's you know 13 now um more than it more than more than yeah, it should more than be enough. more than it should be yeah um you know am i staying sane i am um, uh -huh. I'm working out a lot, you know, standing on Good. my head a lot and, uh, yeah, yeah, just, yeah. you know, just, just trying to be productive and I have a lot on the yeah. go. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Yeah. We're, we're healthy and safe and, you know, knock on wood a thousand times for that. Right. <laughs> it could be a whole lot worse. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. And how about, I'm sure you must miss. Some, like, did you have any go-to restaurants in the Toronto area that you miss going to? Are you getting tired of your own cooking? Like, no. So that's that's <laughs> an interesting question. So I want you to know, in all uh, the times I've never been asked that. That's a great question. That is a great question. No, I don't, um, because I'm hmm. a creature of habit, and I, you know, hmm. I I like food a very simple. I like food hmm. very simply prepared. Um, I prepare mostly, you know, two or three meals an evening, uh, for my family. Right. Uh, mm. I will always, you know, be the outlier in my family and have something mm -hmm. that they aren't eating, uh, because right, right. most of my diet is plant-based, but I, mm -hmm. I miss going out for mm. dinner. Absolutely. I yeah. miss, I miss yeah. the experience. I miss, I miss going out to be with friends. I miss going mm -hmm. out to support my chef friends. Right, and, right. you know, you've, I've tried hard throughout the pandemic, but, you know, I'll be quite honest, like, I, how often are you going to do mm -hmm. that? Because it does become, you know, cost prohibitive. So, right, you know, right, right. it's, Interesting. yeah, so, you know, it's, 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 I, I'm, I'm really missing it. I really do miss yeah. being social more than anything. Mm -hmm. I miss cooking mm -hmm, for people. Mm -hmm. That's what I miss more right. than anything. That's such an experience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I totally agree with that. And even, you know, when you talk about socializing in a food environment, you're there just to converse and eat. And like, I, I, there's something that you, that it can't be replaced. And even I know a lot of people were saying like their social skills have gone down, gone 
through the floor with having to do these Zoom calls. Like, this isn't human. It's strange. It's very, very strange time to be in. Talk about a means to an end. You know, it's just like, yeah, you know, having yeah. no choice, get through your day, do those video mm-hmm, calls. Mm-hmm. And, and that Zoom fatigue is, mm-hmm. is certainly a real thing. Mm. Um, okay, you know, yeah. and I, I'm doing a lot of quote unquote entertaining. I'm doing my air quotes, the, you know, entertaining. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, you know, with on Zoom and 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 although yeah. I really do have a high energy and I try to relate and mm. and really build this camaraderie with my guests <laughs> through a camera, so and and, yeah. and 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 do I you know I I do execute a, an enjoyable mm-hmm. experience, but it's not mm-hmm. even close to what you and what what you're you know what you're encountering in in my right, home right. and and me cooking right. for you and and explaining mm-hmm. every course and having you taste mm. the food as it's cooking yeah. not only once it's right, done right. so it's you know mm. i i really miss that connection mm-hmm. and i you know i i'm really interested in this is that you know you mentioned that you prepare your own special meals that then that you're mostly on a plant-based diet when when did that kind of start and like what was it hard because i know a couple people um, I mean, personally, my sister tried to be a pescatarian, which is is very challenging. And her version of that was, I'm going to eat chips because that's mm-hmm. easy. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> and I, I find a lot of people, it's hard to be healthy and be plant-based and be prepared. So like, how how was that? You know, it's funny because I, I said this recently that my brother had a couple of years ago, he took me to mm-hmm. a vegan restaurant in Toronto. And, you know, mm. I, because I won't say something nice, I wouldn't mention their name. <laughs> but, you know, just because something's plant-based or vegan does not equal yeah. healthy, right? So exactly, vegan does exactly. not equal healthy. Sodium heaven. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's it, anyways, and everything was, you know, everything was deep fried. Yeah. So uh, yeah, 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 being yeah. a being a mm. chef who's been around mm. some really great other cooks mm. and chefs in my mm-hmm. career, and I've also been doing it mm-hmm. for thirty years now. Right, becoming right. or eating, you know, six years ago, I removed gluten, dairy, and refined sugar from my diet. So that, mm. and that's when I started to really consume cannabis. So that's when. Mm. I had to relearn everything. The plant-based, right. the plant-based perspective was really only because I don't like the way meat mm-hmm. reacts in my body. Hmm. I love meat. Interesting. I love meat. Yeah. I love it. I love braised oxtail. Uh-huh. Like I, I, I love yeah. all. I love all meat. Um, yeah. But I eat it very infrequently. I did mm-hmm. have to relearn how to make a lot mm-hmm. of the food that I mm-hmm. um, learned how to make throughout my many you know years in the world, yeah. cooking with butter and sugar <laughs> and creams mm-hmm. and you know foie gras right. and and different things wow. like that that yeah. I no longer yeah. employ in my kitchens. So hmm. there was definitely a learning curve, but mine was, you know, it's funny I. This is something that I talk about often and it's, I made wholesale changes, right? So when I removed gluten, Mm. dairy and refined sugar and I started to consume cannabis, 60 days later, everything changed. 30 pounds melted Mm. off my body. Interesting. My psoriasis started to get better. But I don't, mm-hmm. you know, no one can subscribe to that. I happen to be, you know, mm-hmm. a unicorn in that, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I can go home. I have these skills. Mm-hmm. I can employ, right, I right. can relearn. And it happened pretty mm-hmm. quickly. But I don't, mm-hmm. I don't encourage people to make those wholesale changes. I, I encourage people to mm-hmm. make, you know, make nominal changes, you know, make incremental mm-hmm. changes. So one plus one mm-hmm. plus one eventually mm-hmm. equals those wholesale changes that you're trying to achieve. 
Right, right. That's that's you made a good point about meat and that and I think that's how people should be eating meat is it should be appreciated and you should know. I mean, you know, meat is not a sustainable product to make and it should be appreciated and you should, you know, really kind of take into consideration how much goes into creating that meat. But like um so I, I want to talk a little bit about cannabis too. When you talk about different modalities that can help improve your life, just like cutting out wheat to wheat, sugar, and dairy. Um, when when did you start incorporating, you know, cannabis into your life, and and you know what what was that like? Very recently, my younger brother, um, I was going through a little bit of a flare up, and he said, you know, Jordan, the funny thing is, you are one of the OGs, but <laughs> you don't even know it. And you've been talking about the importance of your use of cannabis. Mm-hmm. I mean, I smoke joints. Mm-hmm. I'm 49 years old. I've mm-hmm. smoked joints every day of my life since I was 14. <laughs> I mean, it's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. What I didn't realize is why. Mm-hmm. At the age of 12, I was diagnosed with a debilitating disease, psoriasis. Mm-hmm. And I wrote every high school exam in the hospital. Uh, I spent a year of my life at the Dead Sea in Israel in a tent getting psoriasis treatments. Wow. It worked so well that I went back six months later and you know stayed for an additional six months mm-hmm. living in a tent. Mm-hmm. And so everything I've done, every decision I've made in my life, mm-hmm. literally, literally has revolved around my health, specifically my skin. Mm-hmm. And so when I would go for psoriasis treatments, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd sleep in a tent at the Dead Sea, you'd go for psoriasis treatments all day, you'd get burnt. Mm. What's, the only, what's the only way to go to sleep? Hmm. Smoking a joint. Hmm. You're, you go for UVB rays here in Toronto or wherever I sure. am, and, and it's just, you know, it's like a sunbed basically, but mm. it's more powerful than any tanning bed anyone's ever <laughs> right, been in. Right. I have one and I've only reached five minutes in this thing. It's that powerful. Wow. But the only way when you get burnt and you have treatment and you're uncomfortable and mm. your whole body is covered in, in patches of, mm-hmm. of skin that crack and bleed right. is to smoke a joint. Hmm. So I've always employed cannabis. Mm-hmm. Six years ago though, when I didn't, you know, I can't escape anymore as mm-hmm. a, you know, as a father of two children right. and a, contri- you know, uh, and a husband and mm-hmm. a contributing member to society. I can't take off for a year. Mm-hmm. I can't take off for six months to Israel. I can take off to Jamaica for two weeks. And sure. I certainly did every now and again, mm-hmm. but that too is not sustainable. Mm-hmm. What is sustainable is figuring out from the inside out. So mm-hmm. six, six years ago, when I removed gluten, dairy, and refined sugar and started to understand that I could employ cannabis, not only simply dealing with my symptoms, mm-hmm. but actually to treat the problem, right. which was inflammation. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I started to consume a ton of CBD. And, mm-hmm. and then I started to educate myself on what is benefiting me? Mm-hmm. Like everything in dermatology <laughs> is this, it's very similar with treating in cannabis. It's mm-hmm. all trial and error. Right, I mean, right, the doctor's right. like, you know, you have no idea <laughs> until you try the strains, right, right, until right. you, you know, you're you now because I've been consuming cannabis my whole life. Mm. I knew that 10 milligrams of THC were, was not going to do it for me. <laughs> right. But over the course of the last six mm-hmm. years, I've learned a ton and I've started to really be an advocate for the use of cannabis for health and wellness. It's mm. not just about treating the symptoms. Mm. So for me now, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's, it's a huge part of my life. My mm-hmm. children are very well versed in, in dad's medicine. Um, you know, my clients yeah. are, are, 
coming for food experiences. They're mm. not coming only for a cannabis experience. Mm -hmm. But when they do come for a cannabis experience, it's not only, hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to cook you 15 incredible courses and I'm going to get you as high as I can. <laughs> no, no, that's that's not the goal. Right. The goal right, is right. I'm going to show you mm -hmm. how I consume cannabis. Mm -hmm. I do consume a bunch of THC more than a lot of people, sure. but a ton of CBD, mm -hmm. a ton of terpenes, mm. a, a ton of raw flour. I mm -hmm. love raw flour. I love raw leaves in a, mm -hmm. in a, in a smoothie. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's just so many ways to employ mm -hmm. it. And that's the ultimate goal. The other part of it is the microdosing, mm -hmm. which is I don't subscribe to, you know, large high milligrams of THC. Mm -hmm. Everything is two or three milligrams. You right. come for 15 courses, you may mm -hmm. have 15 milligrams of THC yeah, yeah, throughout yeah. the entire evening. Right. And and that's how it should be. I, and we, we have to dive into these can this cannabis cuisine um, later too. But something that you said that really resonated with me is that, you know, you've been using this forever, but there wasn't really a method behind the madness. For a lot of people, the THC they thought was just a means to distract, right? And it's extremely, extremely helpful for that. And I'm not, I'm not mitigating that all, you know, taking your mind off your symptoms and your pain is, is half the battle rather than just reducing, you know, the, the mechanisms behind the pain itself. But like you said, now that you introduce CBD, now you're getting more of the, the whole kind of benefit. You know, what's amazing. I used to live on Tums. I used to, huh. I, I'm just thinking about this as you're saying it. So I used to have two remedies for heartburn, uh -huh. smoking a joint uh -huh. and taking some sort of antacid, right. okay? Um, I couldn't tell you the last time I've had an antacid. Hmm. I couldn't begin to tell you. Interesting. It certainly isn't in the last six years hmm. since I changed my diet. I haven't had an acid reflux hmm. not one time. Hmm. So, you know, yes, I was always, I did find reasons mm -hmm. to smoke that joint mm -hmm. other than to right. get high. Right. I knew that when I had heartburn that it would really help to calm my hmm. stomach. But what I never really acknowledged mm -hmm. was, well, what's causing that to begin with mm -hmm. and remove it, you dumbass. Uh, and then when did when did things start to click? Like when when you first started CBD, did it start right away? Have you tried topicals? Like when did you really start to refine your your kind of system? Yeah, I, well, um, in sixty days, everything changed. Hmm. Right. Yeah. My body was so shocked and so used to consuming sugar. Mm. And, and, and keep in mind, I have worked out since the day Jonah was born. You know, and I, I worked out, you know, long before yeah. that, but yeah. I really started to get back into mm. shape because I wanted to be able to kick his ass on, on the hockey rink and, <laughs> you know, and be competitive yeah. and yeah, wrestle yeah, with him yeah. for as long as I could. Yeah. Now the kid towers over me, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, once, once I removed all those ingredients uh -huh. from my diet, Okay. And I realized that there was more to the story mm. than just the diet. Mm. It was mm. immediately once I started to consume cannabis mm. and then, you know, your body becomes accustomed mm. to the regimen. So mm. you continue to have to shock your body. Right. So what have I done to shock my body over the last six years in terms of cannabis consumption? Mm. Well, terpenes have been a big part of that mm. in the last six, seven, maybe eight months. Mm -hmm. A big part of it for yeah. me because I really need to learn, mm -hmm. employ, mm -hmm. and then, okay, once my body catches up, it's, the, it's what's next. Right, right, right. right. 
So I'm, I'm really always looking for ways to shock my body. Hmm. Recently, the last year has been CBD honey, um, which yeah. is a, a red belly honey from, <laughs> uh, from Jolene Rivera Amazing. Yeah. in Chicago. Um, it's just incredible, incredible product. Hmm. And so I see when I start to employ different types of oral um, that it really does help. Topical, not so much. Interesting. I have yet to find, and I say this as a challenge, and at 9 p.m. <laughs> tonight I have a call with somebody in, in London, England, and mm. I, I just got a package today from a company mm. that you know I, I met on, on Clubhouse. Mm. But I'll make it really clear to anyone that's listening, I challenge anyone to come up with some really good quality topical mm. creams for people that struggle with skin ailments, hmm. things that are not completely filled with perfume. Hmm. Um, right, right. You know, it's, and it, it just, for, for somebody like me, that mm. when I struggle, it becomes, you know, it's, 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 I'll give you an example. Mm -hmm. The parallel is when you have all those perfumes, mm -hmm. the parallel is having refined sugar in a gummy that's that's filled with CBD. Well, go. what is CBD supposed to do? Or what's that cannabinoid supposed <laughs> right. to do? It's supposed to lower your inflammation. What's sugar doing? It's raising your inflammation. The net result is absolutely zero. Right, so, so what are I we doing? Yeah. Right, so yeah. I apply this cream on my body mm -hmm. And then inevitably it's just, it's not doing much, whether right, it's got right. alcohol in it, which is drying my skin <laughs> yeah. or additional perfumes mm. that really set my skin off. Mm. It's just doing more harm than good. And yeah. I'd rather deal with the devil I know. Uh, for sure. And I think topicals are interesting to me because we don't have a single study that tells us why they work. We, we don't exactly know. Some people, they say like, you know, when, when I worked on the medical model, people were saying that it was great for neuropathic pain, but it should be good for skin disorders. But like you said, we probably just don't, we're, we're just not there yet. It's not developed enough. What I think they do work with is the inflammation component. Mm. I think there mm. is something to be right. said right. for the inflammation mm. so that if you have psoriatic arthritis, mm -hmm. for example, mm -hmm. which I did mm -hmm. until I changed my diet, mm. I no longer have arthritis. Wow. So yeah, it, huh. it's, it's incredible. Um, but yeah, it's listen, Wow. Everything changed when I changed my diet. You take care of your body, your body takes care of you, right? 100%. <laughs> um, 100%. And so here's what I'm interested in. Terpenes are, are obviously, they're a hot topic right now. Mm -hmm. um, but for you, how did you utilize terpenes and how did you shock your system, so to speak? Did you use an extract? Was it just different strains? You know, it's, it's funny. Um, about... The same time that I removed these ingredients mm -hmm. from my diet, I started to employ um, essential oils. Mm. I mm. love essential oils, mm -hmm. and I could, and I really never, mm -hmm. you know, six years ago, maybe it's, it's seven now, but I <laughs> yeah. never understood why mm. I love putting lemon oil on my hands, and mm. I mean, really good lemon oil, and mm. rubbing it in and breathing it in. Yep and it's calming me, hmm. right? And then peppermint oil does mm. the same thing. So hmm. the, I have these real, un, these flavors, these smells that impact me. Every mm -hmm. time I went into a meeting, not a word of a lie, <laughs> every time I went into a meeting for the last six years, mm -hmm. I'd have peppermint oil on my hands and I'd inhale it hmm. into my mouth and my nose hmm. and it would calm me right down before I went in. And it's physiological. What's interesting it's, about it's not just emotional. Yeah, no it's not question. Just, it's not just oh, I like the smell, so it relaxes me. There's a physiological That's change. Right. Yeah. 
but you don't know what you don't know. <laughs> right. And so I started right. to learn. Mm. And so it's only in the last, you know, eight months mm -hmm. that I've really been employing it mm -hmm. because I needed to, as you said, I needed to, re you know, yeah. shock my body. Right, right. But I have understood the importance of this mm -hmm. in my life, this, mm -hmm. this entity in my life mm -hmm. for now many years. Mm. But I have started to, to answer your question sublingually, sublingually mm. Um, I've been taking some every single night, uh, whether, you know, a sleep formula, right, which right. I absolutely love. Hmm. Uh, I've been employing it in my kitchen. Hmm. So what's incredible is, and of course, once you're exposing any terpenes to, you know, heat, excessive heat, you're really losing it. But I will argue that I'm still realizing some of the benefit. So I'll give you an Definitely. example of why I'm prefacing, you know, this recipe specifically mm -hmm. because it dehydrates for 20 hours. Okay. And that's a blueberry, uh, a blueberry peppermint or blueberry lemon mm. uh, fruit leather. Mm. So you make a puree, mm -hmm. you cool it down. So mm. you're not adding terpenes or cannabis really Interesting. to a warm mixture. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then you add it to your blender. You add your terpenes. You add your mm -hmm. cannabis, and then you cool it down. And you're only dehydrating it at like 90 degrees mm -hmm. for 20 mm -hmm. hours. Mm -hmm. So it's not like I have it at 375. That's not right. how I I cook with my right, cannabis right. or can cannabinoids or anything. Mm -hmm. But that's one of the ways that I will do it. If you know, there are other ways. Mm -hmm. For example, ice cream. So going the opposite end of the spectrum. Hmm. Cool. If it. you have an ice cream and you want a real interesting, like fall, you know, pine <laughs> sort of thing, right? Yeah. You're playing off of even Christmas flavors. Mm -hmm. Imagine what you could do with like a pine ice cream that's combined with like a candy cane type. Mm -hmm. It's just you're playing off of those flavors. So you can dehydrate 90 degrees or you can mm -hmm. go frozen hmm. and then it's everything in between. That's excellent. That's my thought is this, is that, you know, people say, well, botanical terpenes aren't the same. You know, if you buy essential oils, terpenes are terpenes. Terpenes are, are found in nature in so many plants. It's not just cannabis, but I think in the the difference between cannabis drive terpenes is the, the ratios in the blends and the fact that there's a synergistic and entourage effect happening here where, you know, what's the difference of when you have myrcene, limonene and linalool and if you changed up the ratios, how would that make you feel, right? I would argue this though. Please. This is the one thing I would argue is <laughs> what does make a difference mm -hmm. is the carrier. If you're mm -hmm. adding something, mm -hmm. if you're, you know, if you're, if you're adding a different, an additional mm -hmm. oil, if mm -hmm. you're diluting it, right. if you're manipulating this from its beautiful, pristine, mm -hmm. you know, uh, original flavor profile right. and, and aroma profile, <laughs> then then you're actually doing a disservice. Right. And if you just are, massacre it, yeah. That's right. That's right. So there are some, mm -hmm. I mean, I would say like, listen, you know, every apple, not every apple is created yeah. equal. Not right. every terpene is created right. equal and so on. Sure. Now that, that, that's a good way to put it. Um, now you, you're, you're getting into a really interesting zone here about cooking and about temperatures. You also talked about raw cannabis. So I, I would really love to dive into cooking with cannabis. Something we've talked about is how do you make this homogenous? Why aren't people worried about this? Um, so to trace back a little bit, so how do you use raw cannabis? 
Yeah, I mean, so listen, you already spoke to the entourage effect. Right. And, and, you know, it's it's really about understanding how mm. to include cannabis mm. in all aspects of the word. Mm. You know, how do you take that plant and highlight the plant? Mm. Keep in mind, okay, I'm a chef. Mm. I am not a cannabis chef. That's not who I am. <laughs> right, That's not right, what right. defines me. I've worked 30 years in the business. <laughs> and, you know, cannabis just happens to be another great ingredient that I use. Mm. But I'll give you an example. I make a toasted hemp seed crust that I'll crust a, a, a lamb chop with, okay? So you sear this lamb chop, you cool it down, you brush on some infused, I infuse some um, uh, uh, honey, like a honey mustard, a yeah. Dijon mustard, yeah. and basically you just brush this on. This toasted hemp seed mixture is one of the greatest things I've ever come up with. And we flew um, Forbes magazine and Kitchen Toke magazine mm. in a couple years ago. And this is when I created it. Mm. You toast some hemp seeds. Mm -hmm. You chop up some, roughly chop or finely chop some, mm -hmm. some, some chives. Mm -hmm. You mix it all together with some salt, some mm -hmm. pepper, and some smoked olive oil. And then wow. you grate in some raw flour, dried raw flour. Mm. So now what you've done is, so you've seared this lamb. The lamb's just going back in the oven because it's been seared and mm -hmm. rested. Yeah. It's already a medium rare. We're just bringing it back up to temp. So this raw flour is not getting decarbed mm. in the in the oven. Mm. So you're 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 actually coating it, right? Mm. The glue is the Dijon mustard, mm -hmm. and you're putting it in the oven. It's the most incredible flavor. Wow. What you're getting is that incredible terpene flavor and here's what's really key mm -hmm. anytime you're using spices nuts seeds same premise applies with cannabis mm. every time you you toast something you bring out those essential oils mm -hmm. well what is that inside the the cannabis it's all of those amazing terpenes. So you expose it to a little bit of heat and it's like a kiss and it's like a huge <laughs> pop of flavor in your mouth. So that's raw flour, wow. but the entourage effect is, is huge for me. Mm -hmm. So it's raw flour, terpenes, only six courses of 15 mm -hmm. will have a THC component. Okay. And then it's, as we talked about earlier, very small plates. Yeah. It's, it's one bite, two bite. So break that down. If you said, Alex, come over this weekend, we're going to do this 15 course meal. A, how how do you prepare it? How do you get this to be homogenous to make the, make sure there's not hot spots and, and mm -hmm. some places are more potent than others? And then what kind of meal would you prepare? Like, what does that outline look like? Most, unfortunately, most home cooks and most professional chefs still have no idea how to create a homogenous mm -hmm. mixture. Uh, they don't know how to necessarily infuse. There are some people that are doing it extraordinarily well. Mm -hmm. um, but this is really critical to what it is that I do mm -hmm. every single day. I'm mm -hmm. educating people how to do it. So how do you ensure? Well, I'll give you an example. Here's what you don't do. You don't sear a steak. You don't go, you know, you don't slice the steak and you put four slices on here and then you're going to dollop, you know, a, a milligram of, of THC oil on, onto the plate or <laughs> right, onto right. a slice of, of steak. That's just not the way it works. Why? Because that one slice of steak will have 10 milligrams and right. everything else on the plate will have zero. <laughs> so what do you do to mitigate that? Well, first and foremost, you actually want to, and this is my approach to infusing all food stuff, is you're always trying to do it with a liquid, some form mm -hmm. of liquid. So okay. from brownies, the brownies that I make have avocado, all my desserts are plant-based. So they're avocado and coconut mm -hmm. oil and mm -hmm. raw cacao and mm -hmm. maple syrup. Mm -hmm. And when all of that melts down, then I'll add my cannabis 
puree all of that up, fold in my almond flour, mm. and then put it into the oven. Hmm. If I'm making you chicken kale meatballs with cherry tomato sauce, the infusion hmm. is not going in the chicken kale meatballs. The infusion hmm. is going in the cherry tomato sauce. Hmm. So you take those two ingredients, hmm. olive oil and cherry tomatoes, hmm. you wait until the skins start to split and all the tomatoes start, the hmm. juice starts to cover the tomatoes, you can cool that down, or even while it's warm, you can add your cannabis to it, you puree it, you emulsify it, creating that homogenous mixture. Beautiful. That's the way you do it, and you don't even risk whisking. Mm. You actually employ hmm. an, an immersion blender mm. or a blender. Hmm. How do you mitigate, so I mean, here's my question, is once you start mm. blending, how do you get an accurate dose? Because undoubtedly, some's gonna get lost on the sides, right? So it's not, so, okay, so first and foremost, if, you, if you're worth your weight in the kitchen mm -hmm. and you have that, it's a great question. If you're worth your weight in the kitchen and mm -hmm. you have a blender, mm -hmm. the top that needs to now be emptied, mm -hmm. well, are you gonna now scrape <laughs> that down with a metal spoon or a wooden spoon or are you going to employ a rubber spatula mm -hmm. to make sure that you can get it all out? For me, it's the latter. I don't even use wood because wood mm -hmm. can start to splinter mm -hmm. and get into your food stuff. Mm -hmm. A spoon doesn't really do the job <laughs> no. because A, and you know, it could be metal on metal in right. some instances, but you're also not able to get it all out. So mm -hmm. I would always employ a rubber, heat-proof rubber spatula, mm -hmm. okay? That's one. Two, you're always going to have a tolerance. No matter what you do, mm -hmm. unless you are infusing that food stuff and let me give you an example of a food stuff that it would work. If I make a chocolate tr truffle, I make a chocolate, for example, and I take each chocolate and I make and I and I and I and I roll them into balls, and I before I coat them in cacao, I drop a little bit, you know, a milligram. Let's just call it ten milligrams per milliliter. I drop a milliliter of cannabis on there and I let it dry. Sure. Okay, you may, some may not drop off, but that's how you could guarantee it. Mm. Otherwise, you're always gonna have plus and minus, right. and that's why the Ontario Cannabis Store and all cannabis mm -hmm. you know, products have mm. that tolerance. Mm -hmm. Sure, it says 10 milligrams, right. but it's what, plus or minus 15%? Who knows, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right, there's a tolerance for everything. No, that's, that's such a great answer, yeah. Um, and, you know, tying back into just like you said, with the the quote unquote regulated market is when you look at the availability of these products, they're all like you said, they're high in sugar. It's these sweets, it's these gummies. And it's like you want to introduce. I, I had a lot of people ask me, um, you know, how do I incorporate CBD into my life? And I always say, get an oil, get an MCT oil mixture. MCT oil is good mm -hmm. for you regardless. Mm -hmm. Get an MCT oil, you know, with 20 milligrams of CBD per mil take half twice a day, uh, so on and so forth. And then they, the, the first answer is always, well, why don't I just buy, can't I just buy a gummy? I want to take that twice a day. And it's like, yep. you're completely defeating the purpose. But those are people that are eating sugar and, and <laughs> not even cognizant of how the sugar's impacting mm. them. And, and I, I say this, I'm not judging. I mm -hmm. was there. I'm right. not judging at <laughs> right, all. Right. We've been what there. it takes is mm. people like me mm. and to serve someone food mm -hmm. for them to understand, mm -hmm. holy shit, I actually can eat incredible food. Mm. It tastes amazing. And wait, it's healthy? It's good for me. <laughs> right, right. So it takes education. Mm. It's, there's no, there is no judgment here. Mm -hmm. Here's mm -hmm. what I do judge. 
and I, and I mean this, and you know, and I have friends that are there, and I this is not ever directed to them. I mean, I, I love and respect so many people at the OCS, mm-hmm. but like, come on, mm-hmm. like, come on, what already. are we doing? Like, yeah. what are what are we serving? Yeah, you know, you can't even buy mints or tea without sugar in it. Mm-hmm. No, look, I I totally agree. I find it ridiculous that we're we're viewing this as something that can be medical and beneficial and yet we're loading it with this garbage that completely defeats the purpose of taking it that way but you know then again maybe everybody doesn't view it that way yet as a health product but one of the things i wanted to tie this back to was you know in terms of getting um benefit from this you know physically and mentally a lot of people like to use thc as a tool for distraction for pain or for introspection um, and then they get some mental health benefits you know for you where does that all kind of tie in to the benefits you get for for mental health too listen there's it's very cyclical for me in Mm -hmm. my you know in my life in everyone's life but Mm -hmm. you know when you are struggling with a chronic disease Mm -hmm. how can that not impact you mentally Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so the fact that that cannabis has played a huge role in helping me live a healthier lifestyle Mm -hmm. has made me a much mentally stronger human Mm -hmm. being now that being said i've always been mentally strong but Mm -hmm. I've never been able to, while I've struggled with my skin, Mm -hmm. be there wholeheartedly for everyone in my life and Mm -hmm. outside. I am a huge philanthropist right now. Mm -hmm. You know, that is a huge part of my life and and advocating for cannabis and advocating for mental health and and helping people with autoimmune. Um, But in truth, without finding my health, It never could have happened, hmm. ever. So mental health to me and physical health yeah. are really intertwined, mm-hmm. right? Right. Uh, but I know a lot of people that have struggled with sleep, for example. Mm-hmm. I have interviewed and, and spoken with a number of people who are in high performance, you know, areas of, 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 mm-hmm. of uh, you know, a professional career, whatever, whatever the whatever the case. And, and why are they using it? Are they mm-hmm. using it because, you know, they're trying to get high? Well, no, as a matter mm-hmm. of fact, you know, people are using it because they need to recover, because they right. need inflammation, because they right. need to sleep. And when you're dealing with anxiety all day long, you can't necessarily mm-hmm. sleep. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm fortunate in that I deal with so many of these different things, yeah. but I've been able to really come back to center mm-hmm. using cannabis. Mm-hmm. So. I think it plays a huge role, but I think what's going to play a larger role than the cannabis itself Mm -hmm. in the next half decade Mm -hmm. is the education that we provide. Exactly. Is the education that is actually available to people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the reason that, you know, you're just continuing to see and will continue to see a lot of people on the recreation market um, is because they don't necessarily feel comfortable enough going to a doctor yet. Hmm. Do you know how many conversations I have even today where mm-hmm. somebody's like, listen, I see you, I, I see what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I'm so, you know, I want, I want to get to where you are. How do I do it? How much cannabis or how much CBD? I'm like, well, I don't even play a doctor on fucking television. So I'm not going to give you that information. What I'm going to tell you is how it's impacted my life. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to suggest that you pick up your phone, Mm -hmm. you call your doctor and you Mm -hmm. say that I want a, you know, uh, a referral mm-hmm. to a cannabis doctor yes. and you start there and you consult a medical professional mm-hmm. but can it help you yeah i believe it can mm-hmm. the other part of it is this and i 
I'm not escaping the mental health. It's just the mental and physical is so intertwined for me. Mm-hmm. There are people who are diagnosed, go to the doctor. They're mm-hmm. struggling with an autoimmune disease, mm-hmm. whether it's you know Crohn's, colitis, mm-hmm. psoriasis, whatever the case may be. And they go from this diagnosis, which is the letter A, to being prescribed a biologic, which is the letter Z or Z, wherever <laughs> right. you're listening sure, to this. Sure. And where is where are the other letters in the alphabet? You know, mm. people are just so in tune mm. with with this medicine right. and conventional medicine, right, right. and that's just the way it is. They mm. look at people like me as that outlier and the goofy guy. And what do you mean you changed your diet and, and everything changed, right, right? Right, I mean, we're set up, I mean, we're, we're so stuck in this this paradigm of we're, we're not in preventative medicine, right? We're not, it's, it's you know, this is what we know. So you're having pain. Um, we know opioids work. It, right. They're supposed to be prescribed for a short term, not a long term, but it's just, you yeah. have this problem, just like you said, we're just gonna jump here. We're not gonna go anywhere in between. And, and so you, you hit the nail on the head. So if you think about conventional medicine, are they, are they sustainable? Mm, like, right. I'm not suggesting that biologics right. don't have a place. Sure. I am suggesting to you that you could not stay on a biologic. Mm. I'm, again, I'm not a doctor, <laughs> but you're gonna stay on a biologic from the time you're 14 years old until no. the day you die? How? Come on, How? That's, not sustain, that's not a sustainable model mm. in your life, rather, you know what, it is sustainable. Mm-hmm. Actually changing your diet, mm-hmm. consuming cannabis, understanding how it can benefit yes, you, yes, exercising, yes. Live, live. But many people are really concerned with the effects mm-hmm. of THC. Mm-hmm. Many people sure. think that taking cannabis, consuming cannabis, mm-hmm. means you're going to unequivocally <laughs> get high. Right. That there's a psychoactive right, right, impact. Right. When inevitably, we all know, those in the know, that mm-hmm. that is just not the case. Mm. And and THC plays <clears throat> such an important therapeutic value in cannabis. You can't just say, well, I only want to use CBD because it doesn't get me high. It, it, it's THC, like you said, THC doesn't equal psychoactive, right? Or THC doesn't equal impairment. I think the way that it works is so, it is so important for, for the overall use of it as a medicine. And tying back into how you know the prescription model is and how western medicine is it's ridiculous to me or it's so clear to me when you look at someone let's say that's prescribed benzodiazepines for anxiety right and they're supposed to be prescribed for this from now until supposedly at the end of time so that it you know can help them manage their symptoms or you look at something like psilocybin assisted psychotherapy right where you're getting these this one treatment session and you're getting months and months of long lasting results because you get to the core of what's going on, right? My buddy and I talked about it just on the weekend. He's done that a couple times. Really? I won't, yeah, I won't do that. Tell I, me, I, I tell microdose. me. I want to hear the other <clears> side. He loved his experience. Okay. He, yeah, he absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. For me, it's, I'm not looking for that experience, but I microdose psilocybin mm. all the time. Mm. And all, interesting. All, all the me, time, all the time. I gotta, yeah. I gotta ask, I gotta ask. So what benefits do you find from it? And like, do, <laughs> do you have like, how often do you find like have you had any missteps where you go oh, that's too high of a dose like how do you how do you not get there? at all no not at all I, i've had uh, i have had it's so strange to say the greatest sleeps wow um i'll take it at nine o'clock at mm-hmm. night like point one or point <laughs> uh-huh. two and, and, it, and it's just incredible for me hmm. and i it, I feel really centered. Hmm. You know, I should say, because I, I should qualify why 
I'm so passionate about, mm -hmm. you know, conventional medicines mm -hmm. and what they can do to us. Because mm -hmm. when I moved to Florida, I mentioned that I went to culinary school in Florida. Mm -hmm. I couldn't even get health insurance. <laughs> Why? Because of the damage that, psilocy that psilocybin, that cyclo cyclosporin <laughs> yes. Yes. and methotrexate right. had on my body. And so I couldn't even get health insurance, never mind the pre-existing condition Jeez. of psoriasis, but because of the damage it did to my inside. So <laughs> that's when I was still, you know, maybe it was in my early 20s, yeah. but su even subsequent, subsequent to then, like mm -hmm. I, I just don't take conventional medicine. Hmm. The, believe it or not, the vaccine was something that I really gave me pause for thought. Do mm. I do this? And and it was a very simple yes because my wife would divorce me. So, you know, <laughs> it was a very it, easy. Yeah. <laughs> it was a very simple yes. And she likes to travel and I think right. there's gonna be restrictions on that moving forward. Right. And you know, I don't like anything foreign mm. going into my body. Sure. But sometimes I yeah, I'm I'm kind of with you where it's just like oh I'll take it. Let's get this over with. I'm, I just want to go places. And even, you know, some countries are saying, if you have a vaccine passport, we'll let you in the country. Right. And I hear that and I go sign me up. Like I'll be first in line. <laughs> yep. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm with you. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent stuff. That was phenomenal. Jordan, you're super, super insightful. I always appreciate having conversations with you. Um, and uh, I look forward to talking more. Uh, thank you for coming on the show. How can people find you? Where can they hear from you? Yeah, I, I'm, um, I'm everywhere at Chef Jordan Wagman mm -hmm. and uh, I have a new podcast, which is in the weeds and everyone can check that out. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, it's all about food and there's a great cannabis uh, component to that as well. Um, and I have my new book coming out in the next couple months. So hopefully in early summer, um, it's called Will by Jordan Wagman. Hmm. And so it's all about overcoming, you know, mental health and not, <laughs> you're never overcoming it, but, you know, dealing with, right. with mental health and psoriasis right, right. and, you know, dealing hmm. with a chronic illness and hmm. then venturing into cannabis. And so there's a cannabis component hmm. and uh, it's a cookbook as well. So I'm really excited. So yeah, but most importantly, and I say this, all the time and it's true if someone <laughs> needs my help i'm always around mm. all right always we'll, we'll make sure uh, give jordan a shout and uh listen to his podcast and then uh, i hope uh i hope we'll stay in touch my friend i'm gonna keep you on here for just a few minutes I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Uh, make sure to give Jordan a shout. You can reach him everywhere at Chef Jordan Wagman or visit his website. It's jordanwagman.com. Make sure to check out his podcast. Again, it's called In the Weeds. And as always, if you want to hear more from me, I'm on Instagram at Coffee Cannabis Podcast or on my website, coffeecannabis.ca. Give me a shout. What do you want to hear more from? Do you have a guest that you think would be good on the show? Give me a shout, reach out, and then I'll see you again in two weeks.